Welcome back to everyone um, to be on the field. My name's Cam Ostrom, founder of Money Empire. Issa Nassiwa is with me, uh, Money Empire advisor. Issa, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. This episode, we're going to uh, go into uh, deposits um, coming from uh, the last podcast, which was, uh, I suppose, an overview and key aspects of buying the first time. So firstly, Issa, deposits. What can make up a deposit for buying a home? Look, there are many different ways to make up a deposit to buying a home. A lot of people out there purely think a deposit is your hard-earned savings and cash savings, but there's many different ways to form a deposit. And in the growing market, um, often you need more ways to build up your deposit to buy your first home. So I know um, we get asked all the time as a company, oh, do I have to save all that money to buy a home. And I'm thinking of, again, a million dollar home in Auckland, I'll need 200 grand uh, as a deposit uh, to buy that home. So you're saying there are other ways. What are some of the other ways that you can um, utilize to, to create that deposit? I think one really good scheme that um, has been going for more than a decade is using your KiwiSaver, if you've been enrolled in it, um, as a deposit on your first home. Um, KiwiSaver is a great initiative out there to help first home buyers get into the market and if you've been contributing um, significantly through the years um, you'd be surprised at how much um, money you've built up in your KiwiSaver fund and um, being able to withdraw that uh, through the right channels to use towards a deposit to add towards your cash savings. I think off the top of my head it's three years you've got to be contributing to the Minimum. fund and then you can pull out everything bar the $1,000 Government Kickstarter? Yeah, the $1,000 um, government Kickstarter contribution stays in the account, um, but when it's done through a solicitor right um, and allowing the right amount of time to pull the KiwiSaver, and you can use that um, as long as you're going to live in the home. I suppose what's good about KiwiSaver too is it is invested. Um, if you have uh, had the opportunity to invest it in, in a fund correctly, so it might be in some type of growth fund, so you might have got... Um, uh, nice gains over time. It is pre-tax dollars out of your paychecks, so you are able to save a bit more theoretically. Yeah, it's guaranteed savings, which yeah. is really nice. Um, pre-tax dollars, as uh, you've mentioned, and you know, often it's coming out of your pay packet. You're not really thinking about it. It does build up nicely as long as it's been invested in, um, in a good fund and a growth fund through time. You'll be surprised at how much um, it has actually grown through the years. So, what about the other things we can use for a deposit? There's often um, there's a grant called the Home Start Grant, um, and this is a grant um, that's given to you from Housing New Zealand. If you've been involved um, in KiwiSaver for a minimum of three years, um, but once again, this is uh, dependent on sort of graphical a geographical location of where you are buying your home, um, the size of your income or your combined income um, that the household is generating, and also there's a house price cap. So if you fall into the um, situation that it does work, then it's another great start. And some of these home start grants start at $5,000. Um, they can go all the way up to $10,000. So once again, it's about um, building your deposit, um, all means possible. So with a, I suppose with a lower purchase price um, on a home, $10,000 can, can be a big chunk of the yeah, deposit. It makes a really big contribution towards um, that max purchase price and sort of the full pre-approval amount. So um, as long as it's in the right location, it's the right fit, then it's a really good um, positive grant to help people get into their first home. Can you tell us some of the other um, ways of, of creating a deposit? Look, in a, such a changing market and um, the need to buy, a per, uh, buy your first home, um, a gift 
um, and gifting or a gift, whether that comes from parents um, or friends. Um, this is just a large or small portion of money um, that can be gifted to you as a uh, amount of money that can um, build towards your deposit. For We're your seeing this a lot lately, aren't we? Um, I suppose over the last sort of two, three years around people or young people of a generation coming through, trying to get into their first homes. Um, to create that deposit, uh, a lot of family members are actually helping out with gifts to, to get to what they need to. Yeah, look, if um, you've got people in um, great situations where they have um, spare funds that isn't needed and it can just be gifted to you um, just to kickstart that deposit and get you into the market, then it's a great way. And we're seeing this more and more and more, and especially in the um, areas where house prices are you know, going through the roof. It's just a great way, as we've talked about, it's hard to make a massive saving over a couple of years to build up your deposit, but if you can get a gift um, and you're in the right situation, it's a great way to build it. So if you're lucky enough to get a gift um, from a family member or a friend, uh, that's fantastic, but on the flip side, alone. Yep, alone, just as good. Um, and alone, obviously, might be repayable um, over, to, over a short amount of time, uh, but once again, if you have some friends, family, um, people that are willing to give you a loan. It's all about getting and building that deposit just to get you in your first home and, um, and a loan can be key to it. So a loan might be repayable from day one in terms of interest and principal or it might be an agreement where they don't pay it back straight away. Is that the types of things you look at? Yeah, depending on the um, situation of um, who is giving you the loan and when and how urgently they need it. Um, there might be a delay in when you have to start paying the person back um, officially, but once again, it's about building your whole deposit um, and whatever that looks like and whatever means possible. The word equity, we hear this a lot, media. Equity, what about this for a deposit? Yeah, look, if you have equity in a property, basing it simply, um, you might own a property and you might want to buy a second one, you can pull out equity, which we'll go into big detail. Also, your parents might have paid down their mortgage through the years, might not have a mortgage, and there might be equity and bank equity in their property, which they are willing to pull out to help um, towards your deposit. If you're lucky enough to be in that situation, um, we can dive into this in detail, but um, there's some big differences in what equity looks like um, and what equity is, but if you can pull it out and use that towards a deposit, Go for it. Yes, equity is a big thing, especially in the, the uh, more expensive markets where we're seeing um, parents help out uh, young kids to get in using equity out of their own home to form part of the deposit. Another one that's quite common uh, is joining forces with friends or, or family to actually all go in and buy a property together, putting all funds in together uh, and buying their first home. Yeah, it's um, we're seeing this once again more and more common. Um, especially in areas where their homes are more expensive, um, joining forces with your peers. What a great way to get into your first property if the situation is right um, and you can combine forces, combine your deposit to purchase your first home, then you know what a great way to get into the market. I know uh, in-house one of the advisors um, have had three young couples actually join forces, um, put together all their deposits, which I think created about 300 grand, and then bought um, a first home, which they were all uh, flatmates in, um, paid down debt quite heavily, and I think are looking to get their second home out of that all together with the, um, with the ideal outcome long-term of each having a home each, 
I suppose, or three homes from what from one deposit combined. Yeah, it's such a great way to get into the market, um, especially if you've got a long-term plan around how you want to get in, then you want to split up um, couples to then help them purchase your first home. Once again, we always talk about buying your first home is the hardest thing. After that, things get a lot easier. So if we're wrapping up um, deposits or what may make a deposit for a first home, you're looking at savings, KiwiSaver, we talked about Homestart Grant, we talked about equity issues, gifting and loans. Um, joining forces with peers, but this all sort of correlates to what we call loan-to-value ratios. Um, if you're buying a home to live in, you're looking at, what was it, 20%? 20%. 20% deposit. And if you're buying a first time that's an investment, what are you looking at? There? 30% deposit. That's the easy way to look at it is you want to live in the home, you ideally, in a perfect world, you have a 20% deposit down. If you wanted to buy an investment property, obviously it's a 30% deposit down. Cool. Well, thank you, uh, Issa. That's been a really good overview and a bit more detail on deposits. Um, from this, we'll, in the next podcast, we'll actually look into servicing or borrowing capacity in a lot more detail and what affects this. Um, again, my name is Cam Wallstrom. Um, I'm with Issa Nasiwa here. Uh, if you guys want any more advice or any questions, um, please contact us on any social media platforms, um, through our website, uh, email, or phone. Issa, thank you again.